everybody. Welcome to episode one of the Los Blancos podcast. I am going to be your host, Jesse, and I am so excited to be hosting this podcast. I have tried to find a Real Madrid podcast that I can rely on, and I've ultimately come to the decision that I don't really like any of them, and maybe I haven't found the perfect one, but I decided to do my own. Uh, I'd like to introduce myself before we dive in deep into the topics for today. It's the first episode, so please bear with me. We're going to be all over the place um, until we find some structure of how this podcast is really going to go. I really just wanted to get it out after the World Cup final. Um, But anyway, my name is Jesse. I am 26 years old. I have been a fan of Real Madrid since 2008. That is what? Um, I can't do math. That is 14 years that I've been a fan of this miraculous club. It started off, I was playing uh, FIFA 09, I recall, and um, I couldn't afford the game, so I just had the demo, and I only chose Real Madrid. I saw Kaká on the cover, I knew who Kaká was, and I was like, hey, you know what, this is the team that I'm going to rock with and I'm going to play with on my demo account. And um, yeah, from there, I was like, man, this club is stacked. Like I've heard of Cristiano Ronaldo. Keep in mind, 14 years ago, I was only 12. So I didn't really know what the hell was going on with European football. It wasn't as big in the States as it is now. Uh, I'm based in Los Angeles, California. And um, it was tough to watch games about the year of in Europe. You know, we didn't know. But I mean, I knew what Champions League was, but I didn't know how to watch it. Um, It was very difficult. They didn't have these TV deals. They didn't were. We weren't allowed to stream stuff, and it was just a lot harder back then. So I didn't really watch a lot of European football. I was kind of relegated, if you could say, to watching La Liga MX before. It wasn't even called that uh, back then. And um, finally, eventually, things started opening up. I remember my first year in high school. That's when I was able to find out how to stream and how to watch these Real Madrid games. But I followed them online. I was able to check the scores and stuff like that. But... From there, my love for the game and Real Madrid specifically has grown exponentially. I was, I, I still remember I watched La Decima and every single moment before then, I am a humongous fan. And I was actually going to visit the Santiago Bernabeu in 2020. I had tickets already booked. I had everything already booked. I had my tour. I had my game. I had, I was, we were actually going to face Elche and COVID happened. You know, everything got canceled. It was super unfortunate. It was the last year um, that I was going to be able to watch Real Madrid for quite a few times, quite quite a long time. I have a lot of things going on right now. And um, it was very unfortunate, you know, the COVID, but it happens. I was able to watch them on, on, on the internet and on my TV. So it was great. That's just a little bit about me, my career. Um, I do e-commerce. I have my own business. I have my own businesses and brands. So I expect this podcast to grow pretty rapidly. I'm going to run ads for it. Uh, that's my background. That's what I do for a living. So if you're here, listening to this from advertising, from Facebook, Instagram, whatever you may may have found this from, uh, welcome. Thank you so much for giving this an opportunity. I'm going to try my absolute best to be informed, to give you guys quality content at least two, three times a week. I'm going to try to uh, do post-game, pre-game um, for the games that we play, the upcoming schedule, some upcoming news. Just right now, we have some breaking news about Karim Benzema, and I'm going to give you guys the update on that. Um, but I have a whole rundown for you. And um, the first thing that we're going to start off with is that World Cup final. Let's just jump right into it. I know that you guys want to hear more about Real Madrid and less about me, but the World Cup final yesterday, amazing. You know, that whole World Cup, I had such a blast watching it in Qatar. It really blew, blew away my expectations. Unfortunately, Mexico, I am Mexican, and the United States kind of burned out a little bit. The United States was a successful World Cup, you know, going into the into the fifth game, and unfortunately losing to Holland. It was a competitive game for the most part, but... um. 
yeah, Mexico, you know, burning out in that in the group stages. That was horrible, horrible result. But this isn't a Mexican podcast. We'll talk about the World Cup final. And unfortunately for us Real Madrid fans, as I can speak for a majority of us, you know, it's very disappointing to see. I wouldn't say disappointing. Maybe it's like like gut-wrenching, I say, uh, watching Leo Messi hoist the World Cup trophy. I am not a uh, Messi hater, okay? I do not like him, but I'm not a hater. I recognize his greatness, um, and he's fantastic. You know, he's brilliant. He had a brilliant World Cup. Very questionable penalty calls that I will get into for this specific, specific game. But, yeah, he's he's great. He's fantastic. Top three all time. And it's there's not really much you could say about him. You know, is his, his, his eighth Ballon d'Oro on the way? Who knows? We'll see. But the, we'll dive into the, the beginning of the World Cup, of the World Cup final. And Argentina got a penalty. And it was uh, given by Osuma Dembele, um, clipping, if I recall, uh, Angel Di Maria. And he fell down, and man, that was such a light penalty. I feel like Di Maria kind of tripped on his own, and he was already falling down. And um, obviously, VAR didn't intervene. VAR is specifically there to see if there is a very clear and obvious mistake from the referee. The referee gave it. There wasn't anything clear to overturn it, so it was going to be a penalty all day, every day. And Messi buried it. You know, kudos to him. He's had some demons in that from the penalty spot, and he scored. Um, he scored two in this game. So um, kudos to him. But you know, it was the same story against Croatia. They got that early penalty, and Croatia looked not. They didn't look bad in the first fifteen minutes or so before that penalty came. And do um, you know? It's just it's just so unfortunate that I don't want to be here conspiracy theories that there was an agenda or anything like that. But my goodness, you know, um, if I do recall, there's six penalties that was Argentina was given this this World Cup more than any other team in the history of the World Cup. Pretty insane. But he buried it. They were up one nil, two nil from the Argentina Maria Golazo from the contraataque from the counterattack. And um, Argentina was sailing. You know they were they were pretty much good to go. And just as everything was given up for France, you know, my boy, I am still backing Mbappe one thousand percent. I hope and pray that this performance opens up the eyes of Real Madrid fans who really didn't want him after what happened in that transfer saga. It's ridiculous to think that he was not going that he we don't want him at Real Madrid after that performance. I have been backing him since that scandal you know I, I it was very very unfortunate I had around I had a, I have an Mbappe jersey already it was already done it was already made and um he didn't come so you know that you could just you guys could laugh at me it's in my closet right now hanging in shame but Mbappe was fantastic you know he scored that penalty great penalty taken and then what a finish for the second one sending us the extra time I know you guys all watch the game just give you guys a little playback and stuff like that um great great stuff that and then Messi scoring that that tap in. Hey, he was in the right place at the right time, and um, put it three two. And everything seemed lost for France. Another penalty, clear pen. The guy lifted his arm and hit it clearly, and Mbappe buried it again. So we went to the penalty shootout. Mbappe scored. Messi scored. And then Coleman missed. Unfortunately, big fan of, of Kingsley Coleman, and um, he wasn't able to put it in the back of the net. Um, Emmy Martinez, you know, before that, before the penalty shootout, made a miraculous save. Um, my goodness, what a save with his with his leg! I think it was Colo who tried to shoot it right there, make it four three. France is going to win the World Cup, and, and what a great save right there! Um, I don't really like that goalkeeper. I think he's very showboaty and um, and r- r- rather immature. I mean, we can talk about what he did with the Golden Glove Award or once he got it, and 
basically humped it on stage in front of the whole world. Um, you know, I'm not a big fan of his, but got to give credit where credit's due. What a miraculous save that was. And then he did a fantastic job in the penalty shootout, blocking Kingsley Coleman. And then um, this is where we want to where we want to start with, with um, Chuameni. Chuameni had a great game, and so did Gama. We'll talk about that in a second. But unfortunately, Chuameni missed his penalty. It was wide left and uh, pretty by a, an exponential margin. I'm not sure if he was just trying to shoot a, the perfect penalty to hit like the side of the net and it just, you know, he shanked it. Super, super unfortunate. I just really wanted Chuameni to make it. And um, so that way, you know, obviously from the Real Madrid roots, we would be fine there. But unfortunately, he missed. He had a fantastic tournament. I want to dive in a little bit more about Chuameni and Camavinga's performances in the final as well as the whole tournament and talk a little bit about how the other players of Real Madrid played in the tournament. Um, but yeah, from there, you know, France missed those two with Coleman and Chuameni and um, Argentina didn't miss any. Kudos to them. They buried their opportunity. They're um, World Cup champions. You know, I don't want to talk a little bit more about Argentina. I'm kind of salty, kind of upset. But it is what it is, you know. Um, kudos to them. They played fantastic. You know, they, they did really good until they kind of unraveled at the very like the last 15 minutes or so. But great game, great game plan. They had France in the back pocket for the majority of the game. I mean, um, Champs was was taking out Griezmann, not Griezmann. Uh, he took him out in the second half, but he took out Giroud and Dembele in the first half still. So um, really had to play his hand like that. But um, right, great World Cup final, great. World Cup in general, had a blast watching it with my family. And um, as for Chuameni, Camavinga, you know, we saw that movie before. Camavinga comes on and really it's 2 nothing. And I don't want to say it was him, you know, um, but he gives that spark. I mean, this kid, 20 years old, and he is just going to give it his absolute all to make an impact. And literally he comes on just as that what happened in the Champions League campaign this last year. Came on, made a difference, and France found a way to tie the game. Chouameni was fantastic at center defense amid the entire tournament. It was great. Amazing stuff. Um, you know, nothing really, um, I guess we can't really talk about stats. I mean, you know, center defense amid, and then Gamavinga played left back this entire tournament. So there's not really much to say about that. Um, Luka Modric, you know, played in the third place game, uh, and they beat uh, Morocco. And Luka Modric won his third place medal. Um, super, super happy for him. He deserves everything that he's ever gotten. The guy is sensational. He played the most minutes in the World Cup. I don't know if that stands true after the final, but guy is an absolute machine. He's an absolute unit. Um, I do want to dive in a little bit about the drama between France and Benzema and Zidane. Uh, I did, like I said, I had some breaking news. I just got a tweet right now. Benzema just tweeted, and it seems like he just retired from France football. Um, the tweet reads, I had it translated. Uh, obviously, I don't speak French, but he said, I made the effort and the mistakes it took to be where I am today, and I'm proud of it. I have written my story, and ours is ending. Hashtag nueve, number nine. So I don't know if that means he's done. I don't know if he says it's coming to an end, basically, but I'm... Um, I mean, that sounds to me like he retired from French football, and I would be so happy for him if he actually did. He does not need that organization. I don't know what the heck goes on with the champs and Benzema. I'm, I'm everyone kind of hates Benzema. It's kind of wild. Um, aside from Mbappe and a couple other people in the Chouameni, Camavinga, their teammates, obviously. But um, yeah, like there's drama right now, and 
this is what is going on. I mean, basically, what happened was Benzema obviously was sent home. He didn't play a game in the World Cup. He injured his hamstring, it looked like, in training before the game one. Um, but the national team medical staff um, told him that he suffered a setback and it was pretty much over. You know, it was, um, dude, you're not going to play. You should go back to Madrid. So Benzema did what he's what, what they said. He left, and when he got to Madrid, um, he to- like the Real Madrid staff told him, he said, hey, man, you're like, yeah, you're hurt, but you could definitely have been back by the Poland game. If you guys remember the Poland game, it was the, the first game right after the group stages, and um, so the fourth game, and he would have been fine. That's what the medical staff for Real Madrid said. So um, it felt it feels like to me like the champs needed an excuse to send Benzema home. Like he did not like him, and um, he just really wanted to send him home. And so now um, Benzema is furious. Obviously, so I mean he's never played in the World Cup, and um, the fact that they were just it, it almost seems like they were just looking for an excuse, which is ridiculous. And so I, ha- I have an article here. and It says Benzema more or less felt like he was pointed to the door before the World Cup started. And unless DD jumps, decides to step away, unlikely. It's hard to see Benzema play another game for the French national team. So let's talk about that. The champs, is he stepping down? No, absolutely not. So the whole plan was Zidane has been waiting for this opportunity to coach the French national team. And that was, he was, he's next in line. And he was supposed to be after this World Cup. He was supposed to take over to champs and, that doesn't look like it's happening. So the, the French Federation told Zidane, hey, he's going to stick around till the Euro, um, was it 2024? And Zidane's furious. I mean, rightfully so. I mean, I, I think Zidane has been waiting and not coaching any club football or anything in particular because he's been waiting for this position because I feel like he was promised or given like a handshake or a winky wink. Hey, man, once he leaves, this is all your, your, your position and you got nothing to worry about. And um, that obviously doesn't look like it's happening either. So it kind of, you can kind of put two and two together. Zidane's not getting the job. And Benzema kind of just retired on that tweet. So, I mean, the Champs is staying. And France is in, it's where it is now. So, I mean, that's pretty much all I got for you guys. But um, for France and Benzi and Zidane. But it's pretty wild. I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, um, what is happening? I mean, Benzema, Ballon d'Or winner. He's, he was in a miraculous uh, form last year. I mean, this year um, in the campaigns and stuff. And the fact is, like, he didn't get the opportunity to play. I don't I – mean, it just kind of baffles me how Giroud kind of sneaks his way into this, like, starting 11. This guy is not good. I don't think he's good at all. I think that he's mediocre at best. And he's the French um, all-time goal scorer. And that's pretty ridiculous. I mean, Bop is going to break that soon. Um, not re- not soon, but he will break that eventually. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you have the opportunity to win a World Cup, you have Giroud as a solid backup. Solid. He's, he's a backup, in my opinion. He's not a starting 11 guy. And you can have the Ballon d'Or winner in Benzi, like as your striker. My goodness. We know that Mbappe and Benzi just go hand in hand. They are fantastic. And I'm not sure what the champs is like vendetta is against Benzema uh we know that he has he has had a rather shaky history with the French national team with Valbuena and everything else that happened but regardless I mean I I feel like he's moved past that and we've all moved past that 
And um, he was he was never really given the opportunity. And it's a shame because Benzema is a world-class striker. He's been maybe, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but top 10 consistency, like, of all, I don't want to say of all time, nah. But Benzema has been fantastic. I have been a fan of his since he came. Uh, if I remember correctly, it was the 2008 transfer window or 2009. Um, I think he came with Ronaldo and Kaká and everybody. And um, Gonzalo Higuaín, I think, was in that, that transfer mark, tra- transfer class too. But, yeah, I just don't think he was given the, the proper opportunity. And, and the guy's been consistent. And um, it sucks. It really does suck. But it is what it is. I think Benzema doesn't really care. He's won everything at Real Madrid. And he's going to continue to strive um, for great things. And I know that this club's going to continue to do great things. So... With that being said, we're going to just um, transfer a little bit to the transfer market. You know, the transfer market looms, and we have a lot of questions. Is Eden Hazard going to find a new home? It seems like Real Madrid is really, really pushing to get him the heck out of here, but it doesn't seem likely. Eden is very comfortable here in Spain. I'm saying here like if I'm actually in Spain. No, I'm in, again, I'm in Los Angeles. He's very comfortable in Spain, and his family's comfortable. And I understand he has a year and a half left on his contract. I mean, why would he want to leave, you know? Um, it's unfortunate that he didn't end up working out for Real Madrid. I never wanted it to happen, just for the record. I was very much against it. I didn't think that Hazard fit in terms of just schematics, what Real Madrid does very well. We were getting him to replace Cristiano Ronaldo, who was regularly scoring 40 to 50 goals a season. Hazard doesn't score. He's more of a playmaking. I think he excels at the number not at the number 10 role uh, as a cam or like a, like a wild variable, but he was not the answer for Real Madrid. I think that was one of the few misses for Perez. I know that he wanted to make a splash once Ronaldo left, but my goodness was this experiment, it was failed. It was ridiculous. Hazard has been hurt, and um, consistently, it doesn't seem like he's in the best of shape, and I definitely don't want to pick on him because everyone picks on him because of his weight, but he's never been fat. I don't know what what that stigma is, and um, he's just you know, he doesn't have that dedication that Ronaldo has. But then again, who does? You know, there's not a lot of players that have that kind of dedication that Ronaldo had. Or, um, But that's it's it's unfair to judge him on that. But that's what he was replacing, essentially. So um, he was a catastrophe, you know. But Eden is still going to be here. With that being said, is Ronaldo coming back? You know, Ronaldo has been training on uh, Real Madrid training grounds for the last few days. I'm not sure if that is still uh, relevant to the, right now. He is still a free agent currently. Um, and... Um, Everything that I read points to it not happening. I don't think Perez wants to write another chapter in that story. I think that is um, well over. Ronaldo, I just I mean, I love Cristiano. Um, but he, you know, to be completely honest, he does have some a big ego. And I don't think that he would be comfortable with the position and the role that he would have in the club. Um, he we would be backing up Benzema. And um, backing up Vinicius, I mean, Vinicius is 21 years old, or uh, yeah, 21, I think, and t- to have one of the GOATs of all time backing up a 21-year-old, I don't know how he would react to that. He doesn't play winger no more. He has to be a striker, so he'd be Benz as a striker. I would love to have him back on record. I love Cristiano, and if he could accept the role and be strictly Benzema's backup and just do what he has to do, maybe we can even run some 4-2-2, uh, no, 4-4-2 uh, with two strikers with Benzema on him. Um, I just don't know what it would do to the um, to the club and the structure if we have to accommodate for Cristiano. So I don't think it happens. I don't think Perez is very comfortable with it. I don't. And, and Ronaldo even said that he's willing to come back on a minimum salary. So he really wants to be back. I mean, his whole goal, the reason why he hasn't accepted that, um, in, in case you guys don't know, he has an offer from, uh, I think it's from Saudi. 
uh, a team in Saudi Arabia uh, for $200 million a season. Ridiculous amounts of money. But um, he hasn't accepted it because he still wants to play Champions League football. And I mean, money doesn't really matter to him, honestly, God. Uh, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. I mean, he has his own brands. He has his perfume. He has his underwear. He has sunglasses and stuff like that. Like, the guy is well set. He is fantastically set off. And he will always make money based on his brand deals and stuff like that. He doesn't, it doesn't matter. You know, it doesn't matter. That money doesn't doesn't do anything for him. So he's not finished. That's the thing that bugs me. Like everyone thinks like, oh, guy's guy's done. And maybe it's just me and my heart. And like, I just don't believe it. I don't want to believe it. But dude is not bad. I mean, it's not like he's like lost his physique or anything. The guy works harder than anybody in the whole, in, in the room. He's freaking a unit. He's a machine. And I still think that he could do phenomenal more. Of, and like, it, he's, he's a poacher. I mean, now he could be a poacher full time and as a striker, and he could do, and he can make an impact. And, it, and it, um, I threw out maybe he should try to go to Arsenal. I don't know if that's a possibility because of uh, Gabriel Jesus's injury. I don't know what the extent of that injury is, but that would be, I think that would be a good fit striker position. He could play consistently, consistent minutes over there um, at Arsenal. I don't know Arsenal's um, 100% of their uh, players or who they have a backup strikers and stuff like that. But I think that'd be a great fit. I think that would. He would stay in the Premier League um, in London. and um, But I think that's a good fit. I don't think Ronaldo comes back, uh, just to put it short. We are linked to the Croatian center back. My goodness, I have such a trouble speaking his name. It's G-V-A-R. Gavardio. Gavardio? I think that's how I pronounce it. But the kid is special. I have freaking loved it, this kid, for the last couple years. I'm like... I play FIFA religiously, and he is like literally the one center back that I buy almost in every single rebuild that I do. Kid is freaking miraculous, and he had a great World Cup. If I recall correctly, he is 21 years old. He would be fantastic. I feel like he loves Real Madrid. He is speaking about it. He said that Modric doesn't have to speak about Real Madrid because he knows the lore and the glamour that is Real Madrid, and I would absolutely love to have him at the club. With that being said, I don't think it happens. You know, I think that Red Bull, uh, Leipzig, if I remember, that's where his team, that's his team. Um, man, they're going to probably want at least $75 million after this World Cup performance, and I don't think Perez will dish that out. I know that Perez wants a defender, he wants a center mid, and he wants an attacker. And um, I don't think that we're going to be willing to pay the $80 million plus for Gavardiol. Um, and um, I think it's Chelsea or uh, another Premier League team that has also put in a bid. So I don't think that we're going to end up getting him, which is such a shame. Um, I know that we have center backs. I think Nacho leaves, actually. this this um, I don't know about January, but I think he leaves in the summer. And it's such a shame. I love Nacho. He's, he, he's like one of those guys that has, you know, brings his lunch pail to work every day. His hard hat. He doesn't speak a word. He's just out there grinding and doing his job. And he's, he's such a hard worker. And he really bleeds for the badge. He's been with us literally since the very beginning and it's such a shame but he's not going to get minutes you know i love nacho but when you have david alaba militao uh, and you signed rudiger um you know i just i just don't see where he gets a lot of minutes and it's such a shame but uh it is what it is i don't know if he leaves uh, i hear i hear that he's, he wants an opportunity to go play he's he's entering into the twilight of his career so i know that he's going to want to play and he missed spain's national team you know call up and that's a whole different other freaking argument with luis enrique i respect luis enrique and everything that he's been with been through um in his life um the devastating death of, of his of his daughter i don't want to talk about it you know it's very sad and uh, i respect him as a man and it's very difficult but my goodness did he did he whiff 
on that on the Spain national team roster. My goodness, he and I'm glad that he's fired because my my goodness, not bringing Sergio Ramos, not bringing Nacho, and then you have Carvajal, who in my opinion is a top three right back in the world when he's on right, and you don't play him again. What against Morocco? You play Llorente and the right back position. Who does he doesn't play? He Llorente's good. Okay, with Atletico, but my, what the hell is he doing at right back? Okay, this isn't time to experiment. And he just, you know, he said before the tournament, oh yeah, like I'm gonna do it my way. And your way sucked. Okay, and it cost Spain an opportunity to do something special. I don't think that they would have done anything special, but dude, my goodness, uh, that's a whole other story. But um, but yeah, Nacho didn't go to the World Cup, and that's a shame, you know. Um, so he might leave. Um. And it's the same same situation. I don't know if if Cabardio uh, will have a lot of time playing time, and um, he has consistent playing time with with Leipzig, and I don't know how he would deal with that. But um, another guy we are linked to, Hakimi Arkraf. Uh, apparently, um, according to his entourage, they tell Revolvo Deportes Arkraf would be delighted to return to Madrid. He is a big Madrista. He'll even take a pay cut. That's what sources tell. Um, rel, relevo, relevo deportes. So that'd be awesome. You know, Hakimi is um, probably the best right back in the world. Um, you could send, you could definitely put. I like I said, I put Carvajal up there. I, I love Danny. Um, I am not as high on Trent Alexander Arnold as everybody else, so he definitely isn't up in there within top three for me. But um, you could have Arkraf, you could have Danny, you could have. Um, I like Kyle Walker a lot. Um, you know, that's a whole different, um, situation, but yeah, Arkraf coming back to Madrid, that'd be awesome. Bring Mbappe with you. I know you guys are best friends. That'd be awesome. Hakimi, Mbappe come back, come, well, come to Real Madrid. That'd be awesome. Um, Bellingham, Bellingham had a great world cup. Um, I, you know, it's that English hype. My goodness. Like they are just rating this kid as the second coming of Jesus Christ, they, I read an article saying that he is the greatest um, young talent to ever grace the World Cup. So I guess Mbappe at 19, you know, it didn't matter. I guess he didn't do anything. I guess he was 47 or something. I don't know what the heck I was missing. But my goodness, that is so hype. And his price has uh, ballooned to about 150 million euros. And I know for a damn fact that Florentino Perez is not going to pay that. So um, Bellingham, I know that uh, Perez... Well, I don't know, you know, but according to rumors and stuff, um, Perez is in on Enzo Fernandez or Bellingham. It's either or. And um, I think that Liverpool is going to steal Bellingham and we're going to try to make a run at Enzo. I don't know how I feel about it. I don't think that we need any more midfielders um, because, I mean, we st- we have Camavinga, who doesn't even get a lot of minutes. Um, it seems like Modric is going to sign another extension. I don't know about Tony Kroos. I don't think he retires this year. I think he plays one more year also. So we'll still have Tony Kroos. We'll still have um, Luka Modric. We have Chouameni, who's an absolute monster. Valverde. And um, those are definitely our future. And I'm a fan of Ceballos. I don't know about everybody else, but I, I like Ceballos. I, get, I, I think he provides a lot of energy off the bench. Um, and he's still super young. If I remember, he's like 26, 27. Kid's super young. And um, he should. I think he should get... Some 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 sorry some looks at, and um, man I'm I don't know I, I gotta look I gotta look more into Enzo Fernandez before I make a judgment call on him because I, I just saw him based on this tournament I haven't seen much of anything after that but um 
but yeah, so I think it's either going to be Enzo or Bellingham who come to Real Madrid. And if I have to put a, a dollar on it, if I was a betting man, and I am, I, I bet a lot. And um, definitely, I think that's a segment that we can talk about later. Um, like we could do some money lines and, and um, betting and stuff. And in just real quick of this, this World Cup, you know, I did phenomenal. I don't want to talk about like the figures that I made, but it, I did great in betting and uh, picking these games on the on the money on the money line and the spreads and stuff. So I think that's a, that's a topic that we can get into. You know, I just thought about that right now. We could talk about La Liga games. We could talk about Champions League games, stuff like that. So that'd be cool. Uh, we can expand on that. But yeah, if I was a betting man, I think Enzo. If anybody comes, it would be him. I don't think we would afford Bellingham. I mean, we could afford him, but he, I don't think we'd be splurged on him. And um, yeah, I think. That's what happens. And Real Madrid decided to trigger the buy option on Vinicius Tobias. Tobias for $10 million. If I remember correctly, he is in Shakhtar. And um, he was on loan at Real Madrid. And um, Real Madrid did t- trigger the buy option for $10 million. So Vinicius, not junior, Vinicius Tobias is coming and staying at Real Madrid, um, which is great. I mean, the kid, kid's good. Kid's really good. He's talented. And uh, I think he could provide, provide a lot of value. And we'll see how he develops. But um, as for transfer rumors, that's all pretty much I, that I got for um, right now. Um, I know what was that? What else was there? Oh, Carlo Carlo Ancelotti is rumored to um, really be thinking about that Brazil national team position. Um, there are other teams. There, I mean, there are other candidates, but they have asked Carlo if he would be interested, and Carlo is willing to listen to an offer. He says he's all in on Real Madrid, so I wouldn't, I don't, he won't leave uh, this year at all, and if he does leave, it would be during the summer when the season is over, um, but he's, he says he's very interested, and that'd be cool, I mean, Carlo, I mean, if he wants to take that journey, the guy, man, he has been remarkable, stable, just all around a fantastic coach. I, I mean, I don't think he's talked about and regarded enough as like the, one of the top coaches in the world. I mean, the guy is fantastic. And um, seeing him in Brazil would be awesome. I know that, that they have um, talked to Pep Guardiola. I don't know if how his interest is. I know that he wants to manage in the national team. He said it before. Uh, I don't know if it's Brazil. I don't know if it's Spain. I don't know what team he wants to get his hands on. But um, eventually he said he does want to try his cards in the national team setting. So that'd be very interesting. I know that they have reached out to Zidane, according to sources. I don't know if Zidane is interested. Um, I think he was all in on that on that French job, and he's probably upset right now. But uh, we'll see. So that that becomes a very wild card. I know Carlo, will, he will not leave Real Madrid right now. If, if he does decide to leave, it will be during the summer. And um, we'll see. We'll keep tabs on that, and I will keep you guys updated if anything, if the storyline changes. All right, so we will talk about some games now. Okay, so now that the, the World Cup has ended, we are at the stage where Real Madrid football is back in our upcoming game on December 30th here in Los Angeles time. It's against Valladolid in the 12th place. I have trouble uh, saying that word, saying that team's name. But um, I do want to remind you, we are in second place currently, two points behind Barcelona. We kind of fell off form right before the World Cup. It felt like everyone was hurt. And that everyone was kind of looking forward to the World Cup and just kind of like, eh, kind of honing on on performances. But it's time to get back on schedule because we have an absolute gauntlet in February, late February and early March. I mean, my goodness. I think that 
uh, speaking about the December 30th game, I think we win. I think we win about 2-0, maybe even 3-1 or something like that. So um, get back on schedule. Benzema's coming back. Vinicius coming back. Valverde, uh, everyone's already back on training. Everything, Everyone looks healthy as far as I'm concerned, so I'm excited about that. Um, and, yeah, so um, I'm, I'm looking forward to some Real Madrid football in about two weeks from now or so, so uh, about 10 days. So definitely hyped, but let me talk about that gauntlet. So on February 21st, we have Liverpool in Anfield for the first match in that Champions League. And uh, the uh, five days after that, on Sunday, we have Atletico in the Derby at home in the Bernabeu. And then on Sunday, on March 5th, we have Betis, which is not a walk in the park. And then we have Espanyol. And then on March 15th again, we have the second leg of that Champions League um, against Liverpool, this time in the Bernabeu. And then we have Barcelona. So we have... An absolute gauntlet. Liverpool, Atletico, Madrid, Betis, Espanol, Liverpool, Barcelona. That is in literally in the span of 20 days or so. Like, it's it's crazy. And uh, we have to be prepared for that. January is creeping up very, very fast. And we have to be prepared because we have um, some teams coming up that we cannot take lightly. Um, and um, We'll see how we do. You know, I got a lot of faith. Uh, I'm definitely disappointed that we didn't get to face Liverpool before the World Cup and before they can try to win, get their form back in. Because um, if we faced them before the World Cup, I, I think I have no doubt that we would have beat them because um, they were just tw- like dwindling in form. And um, but now Jurgen has some time, and um, they'll you know they'll we'll see what happens. But um, that's the absolute gauntlet. The last thing I got for you guys on um, December 16th, you know, our women, Real Madrid, the women's team against Paris Saint-Germain in the Champions League. And according to Marca, um, PSG's security forced Real Madrid fans to remove their jerseys and anything with the club's logo before entering their stadium to watch the women's Champions League Champions League game yesterday. Well, that was a couple days ago now. But if that's true, my goodness... Um, I understand why PSG hates us. You know, I'm not very fond of Paris Saint-Germain either. Um, but my goodness, to tell the, op- the opposing fans to take off um, their threads that they are um, supporting their their club, it's kind of wild. It's kind of um, very unprofessional, but I'm not surprised with um, whatever that club throws at you because just because who's in charge there. Um, guys, you know, I don't want to be disrespectful. Guy, guy can be very um, antagonizing and kind of a clown. But, um, but yeah, that's that's the last. That's that's pretty wild that that PSG stooped that low, even in the in the in the um, just telling the fans to get take off their stuff. But um, the women's did actually lose that game in Paris two uh, one, and uh, hopefully they flip the script. Um, and uh, if you guys don't check out the women's um, Real Madrid team, I, I really suggest you do the the. the the games are actually really entertaining. I know that like women's soccer gets gets some hate and stuff that the game is slower and stuff like that. But I do I I am having a blast watching them. You know um, these girls really put it on for the badge. And we have only been um, I think it's been two three years since Real Madrid women's has been um, established. And um, dude, they're great. I mean we're still not at, at the level of Leon and Barca and, and um, other teams, but we're getting there. I mean this team is getting there. The women's national, uh, women's national team, <laughs> the women's uh, Real Madrid team. Kudos to you guys. I definitely gonna um, 
talk about you guys um, on this podcast as well, give you guys your guys' flowers. I'm super hyped about you guys. But um, yeah, that is definitely everything that I have for you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode one of Los Blancos podcast. I'm going to keep you guys updated. I'm going to have a link on my website. So if you guys found this podcast, more than likely you found it through um, uh, some kind of advertising platform, whether that's Facebook or Instagram or something like that. If you guys find it, you guys will be sent to a link to my website. It's losblancos.co. And right there, I have the links to every single platform where you guys can listen to this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, everything that you guys can think of. And I also have the link to a Discord. The Discord is going to have, um, you know, I'm building it out still, but um, the Discord will have alerts uh, for breaking news, stuff like that, um, Q&A, things like that would be awesome. So that way I could interact with fans and stuff like that. And we could talk about the games and things like that. My ultimate goal with this, with this, um, with this podcast is to eventually grow it to um, a pretty sizable margin and uh, eventually start calling the games. I have been always um, a dream of mine to be a commentator um, for football games. And um, eventually I could go on Twitch and like literally just announce the game for people that can't watch it or something and you guys can't listen to it for whatever reason i want to try to do something like that and that's my ultimate goal i think that'd be a lot of fun and i hope that you guys are with me along with this journey in this journey and um but yeah so the link will be on the discord um go ahead and follow it if you guys don't have a discord make one <laughs> but um so that way you guys could get alerts um when the new podcast drops and stuff like that and that's where i'm going to be interacting with most of you guys everything like that but um it's been a blast you know, it's um, it's the first of many and hopefully for years to come, you know, um, and I hope that everyone listening, you know, you guys have a uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, everything like that. Um, yeah, I'm hyped. You know, I'm super hyped. Honestly, um, I know you guys can't see me, but I'm genuinely hyped and I'm super happy that you guys are listening to this episode one in the books. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a happy happy, happy holidays, guys. Take it easy and I'll talk to you guys soon. Make sure you guys follow the discord so that way you guys can uh, get alerted when episode two drops thank you guys i'll see you guys soon bye-bye